and uh, not to imply that um, uh, philosophers are foolish, um, but I, of course I did mention that in the same you know uh, couple sentences. But no, I'm not implying that they're foolish. But um, it's it's a hard sell, man. Sometimes, <laughs> but I dig it. I dig it. All right. Uh, Green River, we did. Credence from the uh, uh, Green River record. Is that Green River? Credence Clover River? Green River, yeah. Um, that's a good one. Uh, before that, we did uh, Tito Puente from his Dance the Cha Cha. We did um, Espinita, maybe? I don't know. I forgot. I'm not writing this stuff down. I just grabbed the records. Welcome to the, my nightmare. We did uh, from uh, Alice Cooper the title track. Uh, Rolling Stones. We did sympathy for the devil. It's kind of keeping it greasy. It was kind of feeling, kind of feeling greasy. Johnny Cash. We did uh, bad news. Um, breathing, breathe. Uh, we did Pink Floyd. First couple tunes off of the uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, Talking Heads, we did Air. Yeah. Um, I worry about it. Damn, I worry about it all the time. It's, you know, the, the levels have been way down. It's uh, it's easy breathing here now but for the last few days, which is so nice. I mean, I, I, was, going <laughs> I was going to work. I don't know, what, was, what are the days today? Today's Monday. Maybe it was like Wednesday. It was like the first of last week. And I was going, and I'm like, I was on my motorbike, and I'm like, you know what? I just, I, I turned left, and I, and I went, and I headed for the the coastal road, and just like rode down to like I rode like forty miles down, and uh, yeah, it was just, it, it was so. It, that's my, you know, my decadent lifestyle. Of course, you know, I'm, uh, I like hustled back to work, but <laughs> it was, not, it was like. It was so good. It was the air smelled so good, and it was so nice. And it was just—you don't know what it's like. It's like being suffocated. It really is. And then um, we opened up with uh, John Lennon, uh, "Give Peace a Chance," and uh, "Cold Turkey." Oh man! So a segment we do on this this uh, Bug House Square thing here, it's uh, it's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise from the basement. And what it is, it's home record, it's any style, any genre, just have to, uh, it's recorded where you sleep, man, that's like the, that's the place. So people send me links to where they, they make their music and I'll play some. So let's see. I've got to. I've got to do a couple of things. Okay, I'm doing. All right, we're gonna go through this together. So I'm. I have to reactivate my. Uh, my device. Uh, secret code. Shh. Quiet. Secret. We're on. Okay. This is uh, solid audio. Is the uh, the act? Uh, it's a pop, hip hop from uh, Sparks, Nevada. Um, let me see. There's a, oh, there's a, about this artist. Hold on, I gotta. Um, solid audio is with H. Wait, uh, <laughs> solid audio is working with HQ in Reno, Nevada. 
we have all but purchased the studio at this point. This will be our new home base and we will be writing and composing from this location from now on. Damn. All right. So they're in Reno. Dig. So, all right, this is Sparks. So Sparks isn't really Reno. Sparks is kind of outside. That's, like, even extra cool. So uh, this is Solid Audio. If you dig them, look for them on Reverb Nation. I'm doing that. Uh, featured song. I don't know what this is. I'm going to say Great Unknown. So if you dig this, look for Solid Audio on Reverb Nation. And this is called The Great Unknown, I think. I'm touching that. Yes. The dot's chasing its tail. It has accepted our request. And it is, is here we go.
Oh, yeah, it's the Doors. Uh, hello, I love you off the. Um, waiting for the sun. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, we're going back to the basement. Uh, this is Mita 4. Uh, M E T A A. Wait a minute. M E E T A 4. Mita 4. Mita Gajar Parker. From uh, Newark, United States. I think that's in New Jersey, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. There is one anyway. So if you dig this, uh, look for Mita 4 on SoundCloud. This song is We Got This. This is Mita Gajar Parker. Um, and it goes, this is, this is pretty fresh. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm trying this and we're touching that. And it. Ooh, it's gone there, and it, it's a line of dots going back and to one side. Yes, it uh, seems like it's considering, processing, wondering.
And what a time it was, it was A time of innocence A time of confidences Long ago it must be I have a photograph Preserve your memories They're all that's left you Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> I usually have uh, something ready to go, but um, uh, I didn't. Oh, man, why? Uh, I just, you know, I, I I try to do the best I can sometimes, and uh, sometimes it just uh, sometimes it just ain't good enough, right? Sometimes it just ain't good enough, but. Take a little walk to the edge of town and go across the tree. 
the government. The man in a trench coat, badge out, laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway, looking for a new friend. The man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10.
know that you're wondering how must they feel meaning them that you chase across America's movie screens now that you're wondering how can it be real that the ones you called colorful noble and proud in your school propaganda they starve in their splendor You've asked for my comment, I simply will render. My country is of thy people, you're dying. Now that the longhouses reach superstition, you force us to send our toddlers away to your schools where they're taught to despise their traditions forbid them their languages then further say that american history really began when columbus set sail out of europe and stress that the nation of leeches that's conquered this land are the biggest and bravest and boldest and best and yet where in your history books is the tale of the genocide basic to this country's birth of the preachers who lied how the bill of rights failed how a nation of patriots return to their earth and where will it tell of the liberty bell as it rang with a thud of a kinzo mud and a brave uncle sam in alaska this year my country is of thy people you're dying With her shivering children in zero degrees Blankets for your land, so the treaties attest Oh well, blankets for land is a bargain indeed And the blankets were those Uncle Sam had collected from smallpox disease dying soldiers that day and the tribes were wiped out and the history books censored a hundred years of your statesmen have felt it's better this way yet a few of the conquered have somehow survived their blood runs the redder Though jeans have been paled From the Grand Canyon's caverns To Craven's sad hills The wounded, the losers The robbed sing their tale From Los Angeles County To upstate New York The white nation fattens While others grow lean Oh, the tricked and evicted They know what I mean Crumbled 
lifeblood shut up in your chemical tanks. And now here you come, bill of sale in your hand and surprise in your eyes that we're lacking in thanks for the blessings of civilization you brought us, the lessons you've taught us, the ruin you've wrought us. Oh, see what our trust in America's bought us. My country, tis of thy people you're dying. Now that the pride of the sires receives charity, now that we're harmless and safe, behind laws now that my life's to be known as your heritage now that even the graves have been robbed now that our own chosen way is a novelty hands on our hearts we salute you your Choke on your blue, white, and scarlet hypocrisy Pitying the blindness that you've never seen That the eagles of war whose wings lent you glory They were never no more than carrion crows Pushed the wrens from their nest Stole their eggs, changed their story The mockingbird sings it It's all that she knows Ah, what can I do? Say a powerless few With a lump in your throat And a tear in your eye Can't you see that their poverty's profiting you? My country, tis of thy people, you're dying. Yes, yeah, Ben Bughouse Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Thank you, contributors, and uh, you know, try to be as decent as you can. And help those who can't.
friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and lace. Champagne tickles my nose. Uh, I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. That's the name of the podcast, the Twitter account, the YouTube account. I don't know. Just type it in your search engine. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. You called it the name of the podcast. It's the anachronism. Well, we want people to type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T so they can find it on iTunes. Correct. Simple, easy uh, peasy. Oh, I'm really excited. We have none other than the Countdown King, Paul Brumbaugh. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mike. Hey, Carl. How are you guys? Bonjour. Bonjour. I hope your COVID's going Bonjour. great. And from the sounds of it, I could hear you wearing your mask right now. That's very good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. While I'm washing my hands. Happy Corona. Yeah. Now, Mike, I think you should do our Keep first that. commercial. Well, we are sponsored by Mutiny Radio. Dot FM, where we stream live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow a show on noon called The Edge of Insanity, hosted by Paul Brumbaugh. Paul? Who's with us? Well, who's with us? So if you're listening to Paul's show live, you you get to hear Paul again. Right. In theory. Right, Paul? Right, Paul? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited to hear my voice not once but twice. <laughs> yeah, we could do that every Sunday. Uh, MutinyRadio.fm has a great lineup, and all the shows are on podcast. You could go to that website. It'll take you to PCRCollective.org. And from there, there is a podcast archive, and you can hear all of Paul's show, The Edge of Insanity, all of Carl and myself's show, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And all we ask is go to Venmo and donate to the station at Mutiny Radio. Or you want to be a big man? Go to GoFundMe, type in Mutiny Radio in the search, and fucking fund this new fundraiser. Uh, we need to raise $5,000 uh, by September. So, you know, let's do it. Anyway, that's that's our ad. Anything else, Carl? That is our ad. You know, you can go to MutinyRadio.fm and hit the donate button. You could go to Venmo. Just do it. Yeah, to, uh, do it. Do it right now. Or go to GoFundMe. So, we are going to let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we are watching? Okay, today we are watching Cyborg 2087. Cyborg 2087. So if you put C-Y-B-O-R-G 2087 and then 1966, you'll find it. And the channel we like is Chaz D. Now, Chaz is so cool. He's got two Zs, C-H-A-Z-Z, and then just the letter D. It's just Chaz in it. <laughs> All right. So that's simple enough. What a simple, uh, plain, basic show tonight. Cyborg 2087, uh, parentheses 1966, hosted by Chaz D. <laughs> Chaz D. And uh, we want you to click the link. You know how YouTube works. Hit pause, move the slider to the left so it says 000. All right? All right. 
Paul, would you do a thing? Hey, on you him? know what? I I I think I know who Chaz D is. Really? You know, that's his DJ. That's his DJ name. That's Charles Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that explains a lot about uh, the movie tonight, I guess, and what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could definitely yeah. tell right. the from 1966. There you go. Well, yeah. Oh, this movie is from 1966, although it takes place, I guess, from the title. We'll have to find out in 2087. Well, the cyborg is from 2087, and he goes back to 1966 to get shit straight. So let's do it. Let's, do, it. let's do the descending numerals guy, the count of counting. Go ahead. Your intro, uh, Mike. Oh, oh, my intro. Okay, well, I, I just have the pleasure. Will you please let, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the countdown king himself, the maestro of descending numerals, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Carl's Man Crush, <laughs> Mr. Watchman with the Clock. Will you please give it up for the countdown kickoff, Paul Brumbaugh. Thank you very much, Mr. Houston. I've got a problem. All right, here we go, folks. Let's do this in true COVID style. Put your little little digit. We say the digit right over that triangle. And let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. Explosions up front. I'm excited. Cool. Wow, fireworks. I always Getting feel. my money's worth. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. I remember going out and seeing fireworks. Don't let people fool you. It sucks. Look at that modern city. Jesus, how much money did they spend on this film? Wow, yeah, they must have paid the painter a lot. Look, it looks like in the future Unless they was... finally discovered the triangle. <laughs> right, they built a lot of buildings using triangles in the future. Oh, look, there's the Jetsons. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that the Jetsons? Uh, his his uh, daughter, Judy. Jane, uh, Jane, his wife. Jane, his wife, Chubby Johnson. Daughters, Judy. Wow. Anyone, uh, ding. Troy Melton. Ding, ding. Bah. A lot of, lot of all-stars. A lot of people in the future. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, I know. The population like, really like, explodes. I mean, you have Ted Ryan and Joanne Gaylord. On one billing, right? Yeah. Ah. Man, the future, is, it looks like everyone's still sheltering in place in the future. No one's outside. That's right. It's not a very animated city. I guess they don't need airplanes. Oh, yeah. Why need airplanes when you stay inside? I always wonder about flying cars, like in the Jetsons or Back to the Future too. Wouldn't they hit each other? Right. Stay in your yeah. lane. I know. But if you had a garage, like you see that uh, apartment on the left-hand side, it looks like they all have garages on each floor. So the, yeah. the cars fly out? That's a two-hovercraft garage. Uh, Franklin Adrian. <gasps> all right, let's see some animation. Let's right. see some movement. Now this claims, it claims the year 2087, but if you look at that technology, it's, 20, it's 1966. You know, 
This could be a parallel universe, Carl. Did you think of that? The cyborg might be from an adjacent universe. Correct. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, that is the cyborg, believe it or not. That ugly potato sack? Yes. Look at that. Flat the flat potato head is handsomer. Right. <laughs> now he's getting in the suppository, uh, and he's going to twirl around like a globey thing. As if it's did trans- they talk to Orc? Right. See the... Does he the talk globe? to uh, Orc? Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's the on light. The one on the right would go on to do MASH. Was it the guy with the uh, suspenders? No, that guy's nobody. Look at the suspenders, man. 2087 <laughs> yeah. silent. I wear suspenders to keep my pants down. That's how horny I am. <laughs> uh, she's yeah, a oh, do you wear... fish on Flash. And she was in the Night Strangler and Scream of the Wolf. and. Oh, she's a counter. Cool. All right, here we go. If Paul's still here, uh, don't get jealous. Uh, he, he dumped, he dumped. Oh, oh, under right. arrest! Something's gone wrong and Klaatu knows it. Oof! Is it his Klaatu? Oh, look at that, she's deviant. I'm gonna right? send it, oh! So pleased. Yeah. I did it. I turned the nozzle or uh, moved the lever. I don't even know how to... Whatever we do in the future. With the Star Trek sound. Oh, now we're at the Old West? Yeah, you'll see in a minute. By the way, the voice on the computer, I think it's the Star Trek... Oh, there it is. Oh, he showed up in a Western set. Yeah. This is great. We could shoot another movie while we shoot this movie. He's on the Paramount lot. Listen to this voice. It sounds to me like Star Trek. Oh, well, it has to be. It's 1966, Carl. I mean, I'm sure, like, some nerd said, well, let's just see what's on channel NBC. Right. This is the year that Star Trek launched, and there's a lot of Star Trek connections. And ascots. <laughs> you got to cover that neck. You don't want to show it. Does he have a cyborg neck? Like, is it machinery? He's... Tell me, Carl. He's got some cyborg... You'll see when they get there. Just like the Terminator, he reveals his parts, right? But they look so cheap. Yeah. Listen, if I was a uh, cyborg, I would request that when I die, I would be cremated. So I would, my toxins would pollute the air. Because <laughs> the machinery would like snap over. <laughs> right. You're a Terminator. Like the six, yeah. If I was a $6 million man, I'd be like, listen, cremate me. I don't want you to salvage my fucking parts. But you spent $6 million, we're done. They're It'll trying be to fun. get Terminator 3. Oh, you know, there's Terminator Dark Fate, which I have no, you know, I haven't seen yet. I haven't gone to pirateamovie.com like you to watch a movie. That's exactly right, Mike. That is exactly what I did. You're right about that. Pirateamovie.com. Well, I... It's the Universal Studios it. tour start. <laughs> I won't say the name of the site because you get very upset like you're Justice League. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need the pirate movies. They're on YouTube. There's a company uh, letting us slide. That's exactly right. 
Okay, now the movie is going to make its first fuck up, I think. Like, he's in the wrong place, clearly. Do you think? Oh, so he wanted 1950. So he's like in the Old West instead of 1966. You know what they called it back then? West. The West? Yeah. <laughs> or the pretty new West. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to New West. They changed that slogan years ago. It used to be, go New West, young man. It's it. Go New West, young uh, embryo. And then by the time he became a young man, it was really the New West. Like uh, New Hampshire. Oh, man. This... New... Did you know that New Jersey was established 1669? That's not exactly so new anymore. Well, have you been to Jersey? Look <laughs> at this place. I gave this place a Airbnb two stars. Right. I gave this a one-star rating on Yelp. Okay. Here's the first fuck oh, up I... movie. He sees the calendar. Okay. 1906. This is when I think he should freak out like I'm in the wrong place, the wrong time. But his memory is in the right place. I just think it would have been a great little moment in the film if he. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He flipped, if he flipped up, but it seems like he, he comes across. Yes. Your mashed lady <laughs> put the dial in the wrong year. It says 1960, it was That's 1906. Right. 1906. Now this guy here is chubby. <laughs> Let's play you his audio. Younger generation. I love that beard. Yeah. So this guy is Chubby Johnson, and he, like, Appeared beside Slim Pickens and uh, I don't know this guy, Gin Big Boy Williams. But the point is, he was one of them. Like, so, well, in Tarnation, you know, character actor guy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He was in. This is a quick day of shooting. Yeah. Oh, was he really? Yeah. And you know, Support Your Local Sheriff with James Garner, he was in that. So he just kind of, they called him at the lot and said, can you go to yep. the set and, and talk to a cyborg? Yeah, All right. Now, look, you see the German Shepherd and you see the red Jeep, right? Yeah. At the end of Terminator, uh -huh. Sarah Connor is at the gas station in a red Jeep with a German Shepherd. That's a coincidence. Well, Listen, I don't know. This is all weird. travel stuff. It was a coincidence of a time traveling killer robot, and a and a dog and a red jeep. Right. Okay, so right now we have one of those fake fake growling. I'm ferocious. When you could tell the dog is a puppy dog. Do you think it's like uh, the Wolham screams, but they have like a Wolham right. scream for dogs? <laughs> Every time you do that, Frank Welker gets a paycheck. Do you remember Benji uh, did that voiceover? Uh, what, that was in the book you read, the um, Hollywood Dogs That Drink. Benji was the one that did the the Wil Wilhelm growl voiceover. Yeah, right, and no royalties too. And even not when you're at the Famosa Club, 
Fenosa Bar on, on Sunset, you just don't bring it up. <laughs> You'll freak out in on Hollywood. Hollywood. Now, on you, Hollywood. See, you see how Chubby's got a gun, right? Yeah. Okay. He's been carrying that gun all, all day. Now, look, they hear oh. somebody, right? The dog is hurt, but it's not obviously from somebody. Now, look, he pulls out a freaking gun. The guy's got a gun in his pocket. It's 1910. It, it's not. It's 1910. Although they hats. They didn't come in in a horse. It was it a jeep. Oh, wait a minute. So you're saying that he showed up in a prop house in saw 06? Oh, no, the house is that old? He, yes, this whole town is a ghost town. So it's 60 years 60 old. 60-year-old ghost town. Right. That's this. I can't conceive of that idea. <laughs> well, it happens Nobody overnight. touched the property in 60 years. Okay, now here's my question. Why in the world do they want to kill some hobo? They I'm, want him out of the ghost town. For what? You can have a ghost town if people are squatting in your ghost town. Now watch him zap him. Now you see there's no ray that comes out of his gun. You see that? Yeah. But later we'll get rays. Why did he... Well, it just started. Maybe it has an ionized on Earth. Right. What yeah, I don't get is that guy, that guy didn't even draw. He didn't Listen, point his gun at him. He shot first. Yeah, I know. Can I get an ionized charge? My ray gun is really low. <laughs> so look what Klaatu does, this son of a bitch. He steals the fucking Jeep because he's on a mission. He, well, that's what the Terminator does. He just grabs what he can. You know, your leather jacket here, your motorcycle there. Your clothes, your boots, now. <laughs> Bill Paxton's like, uh. <laughs> Let me guess, laundry day. <laughs> By the way, we actually did the movie, The Terminator, on our podcast because Yahoo Movies had it for free and we watched, you know, it's, it was like one of the greatest movies ever. Next to say yeah. Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. And then the rest of the Terminators, you know, whatever. Your your distance may vary. Hey, I like to get wash your car, sir. Now the guy this is, is like a... Sam Gilmore's Jeep. What are you doing? And what in tarnation? So the guy gets like Oh he he just asked for directions. He was like, Can you direct me to future industries? I mean, as if he would have no GPS, right? Well, we've gone from ghost town to fucking cool-ass Dinerville. <laughs> this is really any any town, California. Now look, Clatoon. Hey, California. Listen, did you say the last the uh, last day on what? Hmm, I keep calling him Clatoon because of this famous movie he was in. Oh yeah, the day the Earth stood still. Right, exactly right. And there's your buddy Sam. Uh, Wilk, uh, what's his name? Oh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's from our last film. The Elvis one. Right. So, I, isn't his name like Wendell right. Crane? Right, that's exactly right. Because this guy, and then we should mention this up front. If this movie was on Mystery Science Theater, I apologize. It's never our intention to do a film that's in a Mystery Science Theater. But his films have been on Mystery Science Theater, The Agent of Harm. And uh, is Wendell Crane is his name? 
Uh, no, Sam's not there. as Sheriff. They just call him Sheriff throughout the whole gotcha. thing. He's the Sheriff of the, uh, oh, I've seen Terminator. I know what happens to cops in the first movie. Oh, that right? In the first movie, he comes in and shoots every single Los Angeles cop in the precinct. And then in the third movie, he blows up all these police cars, looks around in his Terminator uh, sunglasses, and you can see on the screen, dee, 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 cop casualty, zero. Yeah, right. Like, they, you know, they, he cleaned up his act. Thanks to the kid. I order you not to kill anybody anymore. I'm a Terminator. When... Okay, yeah, so... I know. That guy doesn't understand. Well, it's just a plot point. Klaatu yeah. broke in to get some clothes. The burglar alarm went off, and they're off to get him. And so is a guy from the press. But go ahead. So in the day the Earth stood still, and I haven't even seen I haven't seen the, I think I watched parts of it, the 1950s version, and I've never seen the Keanu version. But is it Klaatu, the name of the robot that hangs out with them? No, it's the guy who arrives to – it's the Keanu Reeves – listen – if you haven't seen that film and you haven't, it's worth a watch. Yeah. It'll suck. Yeah, I would mean, it. It's a classic, and for for its day, it didn't suck, you know. Um, it's a historic movie. I mean, it's the day the earth stood still. Right. There's this one scene in the Keanu Reeves one that's so much better because, you know, it's modern, and the guy's right. got a lie detector. He's like... Am I am I holding up my right hand? You know, asking dumb questions. And he goes, "Do you know of an impending attack upon the Earth?" <laughs> and Keanu Reeves just breaks character and looks at him, and goes, y- "You should let me go." <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. In the movie theater, nineteen ninety-four. So basically, or a whole 2000. lot of nothing is going on. They're just no, I know, no, I'm over it. Nothing is stolen, but some they don't even know about the clothes yet. This director really knows how to pack actors into a scene. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a Gasoline Alley comic strip. Check out the dumb questions. You'll hear it later. Oh. Well, I'm reading this movie is closed captioning, so I um, get to experience it all the uh, yeah, but it's anemic, so a few times it's, you know. All right, well, we didn't hear it, but basically she asked dumb questions throughout the whole thing. Who do you think did it, Sheriff? What are you going <laughs> to do about it, Sheriff? <laughs> well, anyway. See oh, that car? Playboy that's club. a smart car. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, made in California. But it's got two. Uh, it's got a back seat, so it's not so smart. Oh right, so you still have to. You, so look at the Playboy Club, Carl. Look, I know. Did you catch you that? Sure? And I don't think they meant like yeah. Playboy magazine. They just meant like local Playboys. This is Future Industries, and here we have a woman who's our one of our Star Trek connections. She was in this. Uh, uh, episode with Roger Mudd. No, no, he was the no Harry Mudd. Harry Mudd. Roger Mudd was the newscaster, and um, she's one of the beautiful women who has to take a beautiful woman pill to get that way. You know. And then Wait, the end, what do you mean? Tell me more. 
Well, like, they're all ugly and haggy, but they take this pill and they turn into beautiful women. So Harry Mudd is flying around the galaxy selling off beautiful women. But surprise, they're ugly. I gotcha. <laughs> I, anyway, that's some Star Trek right there. Yeah, well, Star Trek wrapped up perfectly because they found out in the end it was sort of a placebo. They could turn beautiful on their own. <laughs> I want to take those pills. You can tell this is a, this computer hasn't moved. Like none of these uh, reels on the computer are even moving. Mm -hmm. Like at least you know have it move and go jug jug and jug. Blah, blah. There's an oscillator right there on the panel. Right. Pipping. Right for, for production value. Just get it. Get the stuff. Yeah. Up. World 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 War 1960s computer. Whiz 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 whiz. All right, I got to tell you a plot point here now. Um, radio telepathy, radio telepathy. Okay, that's what this guy has discovered. Yeah. And he was talking to the chimp. He was moving the pieces, and the chimp would move the pieces. Weird. Are you with me, say it with me. Radio. I don't get it. Radio telepathy. The radio telepathy. He goes on the radio and he tells the chimp to move a chess piece over. Over radio waves, his mind was connected uh -huh. to the chimp's mind. And so he said, move this block, chimp, and the chimp did it. And after the tenth time, the chimp says, long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller, uh, why do I need to move these blocks? I'll take your answer offline. When they talk to radio. Right, understood. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so listen, radio telepathy uh, has yeah. grave consequences in the future. You can tell people what to do, and that's exactly what happens. Mind control. And this cyborg from the future knows that, and he's gone back to present day 1966 to stop the future. Right. The future industries, that is. Yes. So he's literally stopping the future and stopping future industries. Right. Dude, your doorknob doesn't work. Yeah, right. Wow, that's cool. That's how I break into houses. I realign the doorknob, yank that sucker out, and just push my way in. Oh, that chip never cleans up. I have to always have to pick up after the chimp. At least be a considerate coworker. Stop throwing your There's the old cigarette machine. You could buy a pack of smokes. <laughs> God, that guy has a hunch. He should go to a chiropractor. Clatu, absolutely. Now this is Karen Steele. She was the star. She's the Star Trek connection. She's born in Holland, Honolulu. She was a cover girl and a model, nice. but uh, you know, she's become an actress now. And of course, she was in Mud's Women, like I told you. She there was some Oscar-winning film called Marty, Marty, and she was in it. Marty. Yeah. Is that the one where uh, Ernest Borgnine is a dum-dum and then he becomes a genius and then he starts getting dum-dum again? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Marty. No, there's no. that's Flowers. Do you remember Flowers for Algernon? See, they changed the name because dumbasses like me can't pronounce it. But it, they feed like a, a test mouse like brain food, brain pills, and he's all like, I'm smart. Right. But then he starts going dumb again, and it's like his journal. He's like, 
Uh, I am writing a journal. I am a genius mouse. Well, they fed it to a human, I think. I don't know. Anything but this movie, Carl. I'm kidding. I'm interested. Okay, you're right. Oh, look. Production value. The lights went on. Oh, yeah. There's flickering lights. That's More than right. one. Of and that's faith and I thought that was a lot of money. And Klatu was the one that made the think... he's a man of action. This is not a set. They went to a location. Some set designer didn't say, let's throw a safe in the background. Right. They went to a college. Yeah. Okay, you could do it, but don't touch the fucking dude. That cyborg's touching our reel. <laughs> you there, there's Carl's demo. You could cause a real issue. <laughs> real talk. Please okay. get real. So he wants to know where is Professor Sigmund Marx, inventor of radio telepathy? And you better answer me, girl. And she's like, I, whatever do you mean? And she's not, you know. <laughs> and he's like, I'm from the future. Yeah. And she goes, Of course you are. So Klaatu realizes he can't just order this dame around. He's got a mind controller with radio telepathy. Oh, wow. So if a cyborg gets his hand on that, I don't know. I think he gives cyborg from Justice League a bad name. Do you, what do you think? Yes, I agree. He's always wearing that glove, by the way. Is that because that's the special effect cyborg piece? No, his other hand is human. He's always wearing that glove because he's hiding under there like Terminator-looking fingers. Yeah, that's what I figure. And it's cheaper to have it in a glove. What's he doing? Is he using his cyber fingers? Well, no. Right now, he's like talking her up. And she, look, he put the whammy jammy on her. I am in your control. She's <laughs> <laughs> Now he plugs in to the radio telepathy uh, chair and doesn't put it on her he ears, right? Her. Right. He he hypnotizes her to sit in the hypno chair. I mean, yeah. He's already hypnotized. What more? Now that doesn't go with the plot that he had the power to hypnotize her, but that's what he did. Yeah, they just happened out of nowhere. So now we're finding out that Professor Sigmund Marx uh, created this radio telepathy, which in the future really causes a lot of problems. So this guy is like a rebel cyborg or something. The resistance put him together. And so he's come back to stop Professor Marx by taking him to the future and explaining what he did wrong. You with me? I guess. <laughs> yes. Is there a test? So Professor Sigmund created this thing that fucks up the world. So they send a robot back to talk him out of it, essentially. Oh, all right. And they're going to bring him to the future. As as this is the second mistake this movie made, in my opinion. His mission should have been to kill Professor Sigmund Marx. And then through his experiences with Sherry here, he learns humanity. And he decides not to kill him, but to talk him into it. You see? They blew it! I, I, but... <clears throat> what yeah, okay, great. This is more complicated than Terminator Genesis. <laughs> that was a sordid mess. Well, I haven't seen the last one, but after Genesis, I thought, like, okay. 
Well, you know what they do is they'll like they keep going back in time and changing plot, and they're like saying, "Well, now that I went this direction, right. uh, the third movie doesn't exist anymore." And you're like, "Come on, man! I spent oh, two hours watching the third movie." That's right. By the way, I yeah. enjoyed Terminator Three, and a lot of people didn't. And I have to tell you about this latest it's, Terminator. It really feels yeah. like they were like, "Hey, you know what? Let's, you know, why not? Let's just do another one." Well, I'll get some money, you know. People have fun at the theater. It really wasn't a very. It's a movie we've seen. Yeah, I really wanted oh, to see that. Here's Chubby now. Oh, He's here he is, Chubby. To the cop. And then for breakfast, I had baked beans and frank. <laughs> I mean the reporter. He's bragging to the reporter. Oh yeah, what a scoop. He's not taking any notes, the reporter. Oh, no, yeah, he's putting away his notebook. Well, he probably is recording it with smartphone. Did he? Yeah. Hey, director, are you recording? Are you shooting film right now? Not recording. It looks a little dark, That's right? Like yeah. Day. Oh, the sun must have been setting. Mike, you're a hot air. Right. You're so intuitive. You, I think you're right about that. What I think it is is that the movie set next door had a hot air balloon and it was blocking the sun. Making a shadow. <laughs> the director was. Yeah, damn you, around the world in 80 days. <laughs> your your favorite hot air balloon movie is The Prisoner of Zenda. Yes. The guy right. shoots. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is coming. No, at this point. Oh, no. It's played. No, it has came. Yeah, <laughs> Michael. It has come. It. Oh, yeah, it, it did by this point. Listen, the reporter, oh, right? He got a crazy story from yeah. the old man about some ray guns and right. And he's took a picture of the cop car and you know somebody stole the jeep and there was an incident of a burglary. Like shit's going down in a quiet, quiet town. So I think there should be a big story in the news that fucks everybody up, but they don't do that. Look, there's a lot of wasted potential. You're saying yes. Wow, well, Mike. Open automatic. Bad Whoa. Terminator show up. You know what? They're pretty chubby, but they were able to get through that uh, that square. I would not. It would be really awkward at this point. <laughs> I would have to sit down and scoot my ass down this chair, this, this step. Now, you see the belt they're wearing, right? Yeah. Okay. The reason you wear that belt is when you have equipment that is super heavy, but it's still convenient to have it on a holster. That shit will just slide off your ass, you know, so you have, that's what that's for. But the thing is, they're Terminators who are supposed to, like, have super strength and everything. They wouldn't need that. Drives me crazy. Oh, I can't believe I left my keys here in the lab again. Mike, you are looking at the second Star Trek connection, and they're in the same scene. Huh? This is I. I need huh? Interest. <laughs> this is the TV show or the movies? Uh, TV. Is this show. the Flash? Is didn't the Flash like Barry Allen get? chemicals spilled on him during a, uh, a lightning 
and it makes him super fast. I don't know about the Flash's backstory. Well, what happened was he was a uh, police chemist, right? And he had like a uh, lab like this, and lightning went through the window, electrocuted him, and when he got up, he said, I got to get the fuck out of here, and he started to run, and then he realized of all things he had. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. This is a major plot point. ants. Right. It's so bad. And here's his Terminator fingers. <laughs> Dear God. It's so I wear that for my carpal tunnel. <laughs> and Star Trek Connect. That straw is strawberry. Convinced. His name's Carl, by the way. Okay. Isn't that exciting? Whoa. I haven't seen that since Star Trek four months ago. That's right. Star Trek laughs at these special effects. Get this, Mike. The guy who did our special effects, his name is Roger George. Yeah. He did Repo Man. He did Terminator for, uh, in 1984. He did The Howling. But check this out. He did Hamburger the Motion Picture. Oh, our, oh, I like that movie. What kind of special effects he did? I want all the chubbies to walk in the food court and knock their food off <laughs> and go. There was no action in that movie. Yeah. But he did the special effects. There must have been something like a pie in the face. We saw that movie. I don't even remember. I remember it was Mr. Handsome got kicked out of all the schools, so they finally sent him to hamburger school at McDonald's land, right? Right. Well, that was the premise. It's like, he, he had to be a good, like, yeah, right. But it's like a sleepaway camp. It's right, like, he's uh, at college. It has a dorm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Sharon came over and she was like, I've been brainwashed and I totally believe this weirdo story. And so Carl, Dr. Zeller, was like, this is fucking bullshit. And then Terminator said, yeah, look at these Terminator arms. See my chest here, huh? Is this bullshit? So what they're doing is he's totally on board now and he's removing from him an implant so that these, they're called trace. Oh, I got to play this. Hold on. They have a wife-husband fight. So, guys know what we're talking about. <laughs> I want service. Henry, get my head out of your fool lap. I want service. Okay, here's the whole thing the director did. We're going to see the super strength of the tracers. See, they keep looking at their watches because it's the homing beam where the... Uh, where Klaatu is. Now, they're going to move a car with their bare hands. Ready? Whoa, because they're evil Terminators. Right. See? This is Get the worst service. Way, One car. star. Uh... <laughs> this, the, the, the full service at the gas station at Jerry's is, is less to be desired. They moved our car. One star. Look at this hot ride. Jesus, creepers. How many stars you give that? Holy shit. I give that a five out of two. That's fucking, like, I've never seen. That's a movie prop car. No, Nobody built a car like that. I give it a five out of two. 
<laughs> Ooh, let's run into this set. Yeah. Wow, this is like the Saturday Night Live sketch. Uh, remember, like in season two, they'd be like, "We're the Loud Family." Yeah. Listen to. Check out the. It is 1966. Swinging. The guy in the chair was in Rollerball. He's one of the teammates. Oh, really? Yeah, John Beck. I can see that. He has like a Rollerball extra look. Oh, he, he was in he Square Jaw. Sleeper. Oh, right. The so, good Woody Allen movie. Now, the doctor is like. My, my, those asshole teenagers just showed up. My daughter's friends. Now, Sharon has to pretend that she's so much older than them, and they have to pretend they're young. That's the B story? No, we're okay. just going to see that now for no reason. You see the one in the red dress? She was a Mickey Mouseketeer. That's her backstory. Nice. So she's got the dance moves down. Yes. Do you think the, this movie is so this movie is so old? The parents, the old people are talking to young people like, "Okay, boomer," <laughs> because the boomers were young back then. Mm -hmm. Wow, she's going four nine. Poodle hair. It's <laughs> me, duck. Yeah, she, she, her mother had been a dancer in vaudeville, right? And so she would hear from her the right. agent every now and again, and say they called and suggested her brother try out for the Mouseketeers because he played drums, okay? But he didn't get the part. They already had a drummer, but they this she was eight years old. She could play the trumpet and tap dance. So they said, okay, bring it on. What kind of time killer is that? I think they have a bunch of those on uh, Disney Plus. If you're like Disney Plus, you could go down to self promotion Disney mm -hmm. archives and watch their TV shows and the Wonderful Worlds and their uh -huh. the endless specials where they're like, we just open up a new parking lot in Disney World. The Wonderful World of Disney presents Parking <laughs> Lot Dreams. <laughs> when you when, wish when you made me space. Upon parking lot C. See the trace. You know uh, when you made when you made me research, made me research watch when you made me watch uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yes. I went to YouTube and I found a, a Disney special where Ernest goes to Splash Mountain, and oh. it's the premiere of Splash Mountain. And Ernest was the first one to go down the bear uh, path. Barely ever. And they had people like yeah. Yeah, well, well, I mean, probably not, but, you know, on this TV show, this uh, Sunday night ABC programming, Wonderful World of Disney, not a half-hour advertisement at all. It was a half-hour advertisement for Splash Mountain. And they were like, oh, we bring the delightful characters of Song in the South to life. You know, like, you get to yeah. go down the bear patch. Or and it's just like, holy shit, Ernest, stand up for what's right. Don't do it. I guess it made sense that Ernest is like excited that it was a song in the South Rhyme. Well, I guess, yeah, and he always pretended that he was enthusiastic about kids or something, and he made money, I bet. Yeah. More dancing. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he I know, this is for a Terminator movie. <laughs> oh, wait. 
for a terminator. High voltage. Oh yeah. I was how are you feeling, Cyborg? Oh I felt good, but you know, I wanted to hang out and watch the dance number. <laughs> They're really grooving. When was the the day the earth stood still was in the sixties or fifties? Um like when was that too uh Yeah, let me just look it up. Do you remember the rock band called Plateau? No, that's cool. Well, the story was that it was the Beatles under a pseudonym. Really? This was like during the 70s or whatever. And these guys got like a huge boost because uh, people were like, oh, shit, that's the Beatles? I'll buy it. Oh, cool. For them. Uh, 1951. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this is 1966. So 15 years later, he's like, whatever. Does my <laughs> yeah. cyborg have a popped collar? I got another Can I pop my collar at least? I'll pop my collar for a gig. All right, so yeah. they took the tracer out, but it's not enough. They have to destroy it. And the only way to destroy it is was 1.21 gigawatts. So the only place that has that kind of power is the power station. So they're off. They're going to the craft work? The, the, what was the, yeah, craft work. Mm -hmm. Isn't that German for power station? I don't know, but Verk is work. I don't know. That, I think that's a great Google. Well, because the story is that the band Power Station, yeah, uh, the the super group picked the name because it was the English for Kraftwerk. Gotcha. And they don't want to dance anymore. What are we going to do for the next six hours? <laughs> All I can do is you tap dance and play movie? the trumpet. Yeah, right. It's saying about Donald Duck. What we're getting we're right now is the director's so like, the movie. The, what's that? <clears throat> the, oh, I, I'm sorry. I was gonna, do you want to see a movie? We're, we're in a movie. So the director is getting like some... Uh, it's showing that Sharon has emotion and love feelings because the daughter's like, why don't you and my father just do it already? And oh, okay. you mouseketeers. <laughs> you mouseketeers are kinky. Today well, that she was a parent trap. Work. She's, uh... Oh, really? Yeah. She, she do like, uh... She's not exactly mouseketeer looking anymore. Gotcha. She wouldn't be allowed in the clubhouse. Now, for some reason, the tracers are coming here where their tracer was. It's not there anymore, you see? Oh, my God, they went into Jack Tripper's house. <laughs> right, with the, the arching door. Listen, here's what I want to say. You see some guys running down the street. They didn't know that they were there to harm them. Look what happened. Special effect. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I can't believe the homeowner allowed them to shoot this movie in their house. Right. It would have been better served to have a cheap set. <laughs> Look at Rollerball Guy. He doesn't even know there's a movie going on. <laughs> He'll do a good job in Rollerball yeah, and in Sleeper. Oh, we Was got like, so, away. Oh, Jesus. Never punch an evil Terminator. What's wrong with you? Take us to your zipper. 
<laughs> Take us to your sweater. <laughs> Bathroom's this way. There's two good reasons Sharon got this fil film, and it's, they're right under her nose. You know, we want to. Can we watch one movie from the 60s where we don't comment on the girl's sweater? All right. <laughs> no, the answer is no. The answer is no. Well, we could we watched an Elvis movie and it was like he said <laughs> they were five minutes talking. <laughs> they were Nurse Diesel. <laughs> oh boy. So just to be a pig disgusting man, I want to say that the uh, Jill it, with the white shirt on back there has almost no cleavage to speak yeah. of. Well, that's why she's cowering in the back. Director's uh, request. Back into the hot rod. Listen, it makes explosion noises. Listen. Whenever uh, you turn on the hot rod, it makes pops. They're at the power station. And he said, Sharon, you wait here because you're a helpless female. And she said, if you think it's best, Carl. What was this? There was some like it's hot. The heat is on. What was the power station song from the power group? Mm -hmm. Power station. That was a solo guy. Some feel the. Oh, it was like. Oh right. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of. Uh... Robert Palmer is that his name? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Robert Palmer. God, that's weird. But there was a supergroup. Anyway, I'll, I'll let it go. Okay, now to foil the tracer, he's setting up a trap. He knows everything about their technology because it was fed into his brain. So but, this is like Terminator 2 when the Terminator is good. He was evil in the first 10 minutes of this movie and then right. he turned around and now he's good. By mind controlling a girl. Duh. <laughs> I'll go through this beat a place. <laughs> Look, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. Someone's been eating my porridge. By the way, in their Terminator world, they are known as the comedy duo. They're right. like the Martin and Roland of their... their <laughs> it's Evil Terminator, Martin and Roland's laughing! Yay. Live from the, from the post-apocalyptic desolated Bur downtown Burbank. <laughs> Population none. I don't believe this movie influenced Terminator at all. So that's the notoriety of this film, is that the plot lines are so similar. Like, when we watched Terminator, we, there was a credit saying based on an idea by, or inspired by an idea by Harlan Ellison. Because right, Harlan it's Ellison not is this a guy. science fiction writer. Yeah. No. But there's no, like, the producer, I think it said the producers would like to acknowledge Harlan Ellison. I think that was how they legally solved it. Yeah. But there was no, like, Anne Cyborg 2087 from 1966. Right. Wendell Crane. It and was from an episode two. of the Outer Limits television show. Right. That's right. That Harlan, back when Harlan would write all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Adapted from his 1957 short story, Soldier from Tomorrow. Soldier is an episode of the original Outer Limits television show. Ellison brought suit, blah, blah, blah. 
Now, listen, James Cameron doesn't like this at all. He absolutely denies it. He had nothing to do with the lawsuit. The He wasn't even looped in. So. I, yeah, I would believe him. He said it was a really bum deal and I had nothing to do with it and I disagree with it. But that's what happened. This Harlan was yeah. a real jerk, you know. He would be physically violent to people in, in like a corporate setting. He seriously was a problem person. That I did not know. I mean, I knew that he would. He's a, he was a prolific writer, and a, yes. most of the time it was introductions and prefaces where he brings up stories. And he's one of those like larger-than-life uh, lawsuit guys. Yeah. He sued the Comic Journal, among other things. And I didn't realize he was physically abusive. It's a shame because I, I read a it's bunch like, of his stuff. And, like, you know, physically abusive puts all this label on it. It's like he was like one of those people who would punch a guy, you know? Like, but, I mean, yeah. like, you, your boss should not be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, so if you're, if you're at a bar, the chances are you're going to get decked by Harlan. Ellison, Ellison. yeah. I'm Beethoven, yeah. bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that Star Trek episode and that Outer Limits. Look, they're climbing up ladders. That's it. that's only a Terminator could do that. Right. No relation. So, we are evil Terminators. Sharon knew of the the tracers that were coming after Klaatu. Uh, but Klaatu didn't know. So that's why she drove over in the hot rod. Watch, there's a big... Jalopy. Now, the funny the roof. thing is, it wasn't the kid's car. It was it was the guy from Rollerball's car, John Beck. So why did he let him... Sharon was like, can you drive John's car? It didn't make any sense. Well, I, all I know is that the roof, the roof is full of Terminators. <laughs> we don't give a damn. Let the mother... Terminate. Terminate. Man, how much fucking roof? Woof. They are like on the bungalow of the Paramount movie set. Like, let's just shoot on the top of the roof. Yeah. You know, my dog... Location, location. My dog used to look up there, like, and he would go, roof, roof. He's, uh... (laughs) My dog really looks up to roofs. Didn't, uh... Didn't uh, your dog like trees as well? Yeah. I one time I was I, he was <laughs> one time I was really torturing him, and then he I said, "What's why do you look at me so mean? What would you like me to do?" And he goes, "Wait, no, I messed that up. What were you saying about trees?" Okay, I was I was trying to get you to say bark. Yeah. I was looking for you to set me up again. Okay, so let me tell you oh, what's going on. Here's Wendell Crane. Here's Wendell Crane. Is this the sheriff? Yeah. Right. Now. Now, this happens the whole yeah. time. Everyone he encounters, he's like, are you crazy? He never puts two and two together that everybody's saying the same thing. Right, yeah, they're telling him. Well, you know, we were talking about Wendell Crane and that we saw him in the 1957 movie. So that was like 11 years ago for this yeah. guy. 
and that his IMDb page has it under trivia that he, his career got diminished because of alcoholism. Like, that's like some kind of trivia. But he looks pretty hellbent in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. He's sweating. He was a politician, too. He was a politician. Um, so, um, what I want to tell you is there's this one scene where he's doing that, like, everybody's crazy. And he thinks that these guys are up on the roof and they're just going to wait and smoke them out. You know, they can't get down from the roof unless they want broken legs. But he doesn't know that they're Terminators and they can absolutely just jump right. off the roof. So then he goes, what dang fool said that they were downtown? And the cop goes, Judge Smith, sir. And he goes, what? Well, let's go investigate. It, it's really funny. Like, he respects <laughs> the judge or it's politics or something. Wow. I snapped that chain. Yep. Rip. Uh, I'm going to open that door. He was mad at the No door. wood plank's going to stop me. Product placement. Oh, uh, no. Now the door is ajar. The now door is ajar. Hey, I'm gonna All right, let's tag this wall. Cyborg twenty. Is Cyborg twenty eighty seven is tagged? Like, does he tag walls with that? That's <laughs> my graffiti. If he did, you couldn't read it. All right. That's the weirdest thing about graffiti. You look at it and you can't read it. I mean, that's the yeah, point. Yeah, I know. What's it, it, the point of graffiti is to be read, and you can't read it. It's the stupidest thing. That's part of the environment. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's... Uh, I like it because you always see the same motif pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Like, I like the stickers that have nonsense words on it, and they just post it everywhere. My favorite is Beesbop187. Oh, I, I'm a Turk 182 fan Turk myself. Turk 182. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Timothy Dalton's brother was a firefighter, and when he died, he used his name, Turk 182, and he and he tagged uh, New York City, and uh, they're at, like, Yankee Stadium, and in the uh, booth is celebrity actor Paul Servino to, to uh. Uh, ring in the first pitch. And they're like, what, Turk 182 tagged the, the stadium? All right, I'm talking about other movies. Now he's putting two and two together. Wendell? Yeah, he's putting two and together. Why? How was it that you guys were at the power station tonight? Mighty peculiar. Mighty peculiar. This guy. Like, Wendell Pierce has like the. It's not Wendell Pierce. Wendell Carey. Wendell Pierce is a different actor. Wendell. Uh, yeah, it's it's Wendell, Wendell Corey. Wendell Corey. He's sheriff. Right, Wendell Corey. Here he goes. I don't know. Is that? <laughs> That's great. Now here's more reporter needling for what's going on, and he never drops his bomb story. You know? 
Yeah. I really think the movie messed Just up. Hanging out. You think this would have been a better movie if they just did another run through of the script, another, like another draft? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that they missed a lot of points that wouldn't wreck the plot. Um, I think definitely he should have gone back in time to kill that guy and then learned humanity while he was here. Because at the end of the movie, he like learns humanity and falls in love with her. But she does. Shut up. <laughs> really? Sure. Oh, it's brutal. It's what brutal. about the dog? The trace. Oh, uh, Carl. I got to check does the dog die.com. Yeah. Die. I'm not watching the movie. I'm on a different browser page. Kidding. Watching the movie. Yeah. They're in a car. They left. You're not doing a Lego set. Yeah, well, maybe I am. My hands are free. <laughs> erector set. Erector set. Oh, yeah. Paul had an erector set. Oh, my God. Does the jalopy die? Yeah. Let's Quick, see before Archie finds out I sold his car. Auga. Put a, put a, put a, put a, put a. Oh, we didn't hear the pops because it was already on. The steering wheel is not even at an angle. It's like flat out. Now, Karen, uh, uh, yeah, Karen has come back and she is going to like destroy the files or take them. She thinks That's it's the only thing you do. Carl checking in. Oh, is she like, is this the killer uh, future kind robot? No, it's Carl. Oh. Oh. Uh, Carl, help? <laughs> Oops, sorry, Carl. That's <laughs> all right. It's the um, honest truth. It's my name. Wendell Corey was in the Wild, you are? Wild West TV series. Oh, my God. So that's the 60s for certain. So he was out there. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah was, he was in a lot of weird. He was in the Astro Zombies. Yeah, Astro Zombies. Keep... Right, as Holman. <laughs> 68. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I kind of like this guy. I mean, he's done Astro Zombies and Elvis movies. I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know. He was he, in Women on of stage. the Prehistoric Planet. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Literally Venus, by the Look way. Look what she's doing. Because women are from Venus. And men are from Monmouth County. You see what she's doing? She wants to contact <laughs> Klaatu so she gets the brilliant idea. Well, I'll just put on his telepathy thing. And what she's doing is reading his mind. He's like, try, you know, the tracers are after me. The cops are after me. I have to finish my mission. <laughs> so they're like brainiac talking, it's right? It's like uh But it doesn't make sense. She should radio telepathy some bullshit to him, but she isn't. She's just listening. Right. He knows too. Now the line. She's gonna take bold action now. 
She gets out a briefcase and she gets out the paper files of radio telepathy. Oh, right. Oh, look, so, oh, the safe comes in, in handy. Right. When it's an inside job, they know the combination. But this is a file cabinet, and the, the, the virus protection or whatever, the security is just a, literally like a, a combination lock. Right. Well, it's 66. It makes sense. It's... Yeah. Where did I leave that bottle? When you leave work, you got to check to make sure you didn't leave like your your yep. pot pipe or like some weed or like you know your bottle, your fifth, your eighth. <laughs> okay, I got to turn off the machine. That's to stop the whirling. Isn't that your demo tape in the machine? Yep, that's the, third generation. Yep. Yeah, real to real. Yeah. Now look who still haven't that. even checked out your demo. Professor Sigmund Marx. Is that Sigmund Freud and Karl Marx put together? Probably, right? Now look Probably, what he's going yeah. for. The radio telepathy file. Same file. Sharon, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here, Sharon? Sharon. Oh, I was just hanging out and waiting for files. Well, tomorrow's a big demonstration to the military people, so he's nervous. He went to a speech in Los Angeles, but he's back. The radio telepathy files are missing. What the fuck, Sharon? <laughs> They're not in these... Who would have known the combination? Right. So leave it on top of the uh, she admits I'd take him to the Terminator <laughs> he's a party robot yeah. From the future. All party robots are from the future. He's waiting. Please. You don't want to hang out with a steampunk party robot? I can't explain it now. Please, you've got to come with me. That jacket is so old, it was member only. <laughs> She's the only one that had the jacket. In your pocket. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, she just happens to have a casually have a gun, too. Yes. We should note that prop is the same gun that the uh, other guy casually pulled out of his pocket. Now, look, she won't use the gun. I mean, she... Yeah, you know women. You just walk... Yeah. You were about to be... I was going to say... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to be sexist. Like, listen, if a woman points a gun at you, take it from this 1966 movie. Just walk right in front of her with your hand out. Come on. Come on. Give me the gun. Come on. You pull the gun out on me, you're not going to use it. I'll just assume. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He would go on to be in Twilight Zone, the movie. 
Really? Yeah. On the plane. He was one of the guys on oh, the plane. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So he wasn't in the cursed one. He wasn't in the, the Landis one. He wasn't in the cartoon one. Cartoon one was good. Yeah. I like the cartoon one. He was in Bionic Woman. He was in the Waltons. He was in the streets of San Francisco. Gunsmoke, Hawaii Five-O, Paper Chase. This guy got around, man. Heart to heart. Wow. That, did he do it? Heart to heart, you win. You know, heart to heart, they were just looking for like a, a threesome partner. Mm-hmm. And he showed up. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, he showed up. But he was only on one episode, so I wouldn't exactly say he was a strong finisher. Right, that was his only episode. Uh, listen, oh, actually, I'm telling you, make a cameo. I'm acting like he's all TV. He was in The Magnificent Yankee in the 1950, and he was in Ten Commandments. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. He was number eight. Oh, wait, you love this film. He was the He was in The President's Analyst. Yeah, I love that film. 1967. Yeah, so that was like one year after this movie. Yeah. So I went to Netflix and I was like, the president's analyst, please, Mike Spiegelman recommends it. And Netflix was like, what are you talking about? Oh, right. Yeah. Come on. So I had to go to, I, I'll have to go to my illegal site because it has everything, Mike. Yeah, well, and then you'll find it. Uh... Including viruses. All right, I'm going on the Mutiny Radio computer. Can I stream it? Do you know that site? No. It's uh, canistream.it, like Italy. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah, see, urbanpixels.com took it. Oh, wait, movie streaming. Okay, so Sharon. Yeah, let's hang out here. Sharon has taken Professor uh, Marks to the 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 ghost town because she knows that's where Klaatu will be, um, you know, by his capsule or some crap. So, uh, but Mark shows up and there's nobody there. It isn't until Carl shows up and backs up Sharon's story that Professor Marks will even get a little bit you know, starting to believe all this bullshit. Production value. You think that's the sheriff's mobile? Yep, that's the sheriff. And here's the smart car. That's like Inspector Clouseau's car, like some French car. Right. Yeah, that guy could barely fit in there. Look at those cool-ass old cars, man. You know who would be good in that car? John Wick. Who would do donuts. <laughs> Go to like an airplane hangar and just like... Woo. See you next week. He's yeah, retired. Right. <laughs> so is this, they just said Wild West City. A city made for fun down at Wild West, West city. city. City that's running wild. City running wild. With Uncle Floyd. I went to... I, I went there like a month or uh, one of the middle schools in New Jersey. Cool. We went to the Wild West Recreation Center, Wild West City. Uh-huh. And there'll be guys like, back in the 1865, cyborg robots roamed the land, or whatever the fuck they said. Alpine, New Jersey. Get to the shootout. 
Alpine, New Jersey. Oh, God. no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Yeah, I think it was. It's, uh, it is with an A, though. It's in Sussex County. Andover, Andover, New the... Jersey. You know what I remember? I think there's like an emu farm or like there's some kind of like, you know, yeah. other attraction awesome. nearby. So when you go to Wild West City, you see a sign that's like emu farm two miles. That's right. And very close to there is Space Farms, which is the wildest zoo you'll ever see. I've been to Space. I haven't been. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It's Space Farms. Well, they have ostriches and emus. Yeah, right. And they're like some weird attraction next to Wild West City. Like, right. Well, since you're in the neighborhood, why don't you make it a twofer? <laughs> look. Now look, he's got a gun. Look what they did to Sharon, that's... man. Whoa, that hurts. Yeah, it seems pretty casual about it. Not, not in the close-up shots. Oh, look, in the Reagan. close-up shots, she's standing on a stool, and you can kind of tell. Carl, if you shoot a laser beam, when does the laser beam stop? I don't know, because light never stops, right? It's got to hit some object. Yeah. Actually, that's totally wrong. Light absolutely stops, right? Yeah. Wow, look at this. She's really swinging from the, her wrist. So that must hurt her for in real life, you know? Yeah. But when you see yeah. her close up, so I wonder if I'm behind you uh, without hitting pause, Michael, like you do every show. I'm at 107.42, okay. 44, 45. I'm at 107.44. I'm like, I've been two seconds behind you. Okay, that's no time. big deal. So now he's yeah. like, you're Professor March. You know, you're John Connor. So he's like, come with me. I'm taking you to the future to show you the harm. But that's a good Sharon's, robot. Sharon is screaming. She's in pain. Evil, evil terminate. Oh, wait, he just shot him? Yes, and he explains himself that the other, the tracer, would absolutely kill him. He's trying to be brave and uh, oh, he... save Sharon, right? But Klaatu has no feelings yeah. like that. He's not going to shave Sharon. Look, that hurts her, man. Swear to God, I don't yeah. like it. Look at this. It seems really wildly inappropriate. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, they're like, you know, because it's not film. So now it's like, Maybe aren't you going to Sharon? He's like, I got no feelings, bub. Yeah. Look at it's her thing. My feelings have been replaced by robotics. Right. But here you're cyborg, you're half human. his moment. Watch. All I'm watching is like gray hair. What will the tracer do when he finds out you've escaped? He'll kill Sharon. Right. Oh, he can't let that happen. Right. Now, here's what I think the movie should have done. Instead of the I don't give a fuck and then all of a sudden I give a fuck, I think he should have been in front of the professor and been like, you're coming with me, heard the thing and wanted to save Sharon. But his programming was like, hey, you're a robot dummy. You know, he could have had an internal conflict. I must complete right. my mission. Oh, but the humanity. This film fucked up. 
I, I think they're in over their head by this point. I mean, I don't. I think they just wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. Got to play it out. Now watch this. He goes and he's going to crawl through the window. Look how dangerous this is. But look, he really just stops. See, he stops. And it's just implied that he like jumped down. We don't get to see it. Do you hear like a... <laughs> now look, she's on a stool. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, like she's just casually standing, even though right. she, her arms are tied like that. And they're like, look concerned, okay? Okay, roll them. Oh, my goodness. Now we will have the worst choreographed fight ever. On a hay, on a barn. Right. Now, that thing just begs that they'll fall over. Right. Will, they, will it happen? No. But you said it, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be satisfied. Well, he fell off there. That must have hurt. You really want the guy to fall over. No, it's if you're directing well, an action film, you smash the woods and he tum- the railing and he tumbles over. You know, let's let's see some action yeah. here. Well, if you had the camera from a distance like that while they fight on on top of a roof of a barn. You you expect it's because they're gonna fall, right? Like this camera angle, or like Look. you know, otherwise it would it would be up there. You see? Yeah. But he waited forever to do it. 